So since Brian Kemp has been in office, Mm -hmm. I've been removed from the voter rolls every presidential election, even though I vote. The way it happened, it happened three times, right? Like so, so, wow. so it happened with first with the, the midterm election, so mm-hmm. that would have been about t- t- 2010, and then it happened again in 2012, and then it happened again in 2016, and it happened the same way every time. I get a letter in the mail that says we aren't able to verify your address. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. I'm here with our producer, Andrew Morgan. And, uh, yeah, excited because we are in the A. Yeah, uh, baby. We made it from uh, Charlotte last night um, and just hit Atlanta here this afternoon. And uh, sitting on the west side um, with our boy and friend, Melvin Bray. The SWATs, baby. And uh, Melvin Melvin, uh, got us a space over here at Connect, Black-Owned Business uh, and Community Cooperative. And so we're set up over here. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Melvin a while. Uh, he is a uh, a consultant and mm-hmm. author. Uh, I've known him for a while since I lived in Atlanta. He's done a uh, little bit of everything. Uh, together, he, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so so Melvin, um, well, introduce yourself to for folks that wouldn't know you, and then um, tell us where we are. Okay, um, my name is Melvin Bray. Um, I'm author of the book Better: Waking Up to Who We Could Be which is about um, how we tell our stories of faith in such a way that they allow us to show up in the world in more just, more beautiful ways. Um, I'm working on a new book right now. Uh, The working title is Unlearn Inequity, where we're talking about like a a 12-step program to get from where we are now to to the the more equitable world we want to be a part of. So I'm looking forward to that. and uh, as far as a consultant, I, I consult or I, I help companies design more equitable structures and systems, more equ- equitable processes and practices so that we can, uh, we, can be, we can do more than just talk about this thing, right? Uh, do more than just feel about it, but actually uh, get, get about the doing. Um, so that's my work. Uh, we're here in my home neighborhood. Uh, this is uh, West View, which is an extension of uh, uh, the West End, the historic West End part of Atlanta. And uh, we are on uh, Ralph Daber Abernathy at The Connect, which is a community cooperative, a bunch of wonderful uh merchants and, and, and business owners who are who are trying their best to keep the the, the West View representative of its historic black connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so so I, it's it's my pleasure to introduce you to some of my people. They're doing good work out here. Well, it's it's, it's good. You know, uh, you know, when I, I lived in Atlanta for a really long time. So um so Southside, you know, yeah, just just, yeah, just a yeah. little shout out to South Atlanta. You yeah, know, yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I got, sure, I got to represent my people, my people, <laughs> my, my my kids. So, yeah. um, but so Melvin, you you know, we we've been going around the country, man, and mm. um, uh, trying to trying to represent what we're calling uh, "vote for the greater good." That's right. Um, and we have 
this started out of uh, coming into a lot of uh, seeing and hearing mm. and in discussions around voter apathy, right? Yeah. Which we know comes out of all of suppression yeah. that's happening. Particularly right? in the South. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what produces it in other spaces, but in the mm-hmm. South, mm-hmm. active voter suppression. Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. So talk to us about, well, one, like, I, I, I want to hear from you, man. Like, is this real that Georgia is possibly a swing state? And so talk to us about that. Well, it's it's a swing state because of the efforts of uh, Stacey Abrams, right? Like who who has single handedly spearheaded. What does it uh, mean to get folk involved in the process? Right. Um, progressive vision, but very practical in, 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 in her mindset. She started years ago with the New Georgia Project. And the New Georgia Project was simply a door-to-door effort to register people to vote, and particularly in black and brown communities mm-hmm. that have been historically underrepresented even in the voting booth, even though we, we are chocolate city here in Atlanta. And so uh, she, she put, uh, through those efforts, um, about a quarter of a million new voters on the, on the rolls. And uh, this was at the beginning when... Um, when Brian Kemp, who is now the governor of Georgia, when he was secretary, had first taken office secretary of state, and uh, he saw what was coming down the pipeline. He saw that the more people who got involved, the less likely it was that Republicans were going to be able to retain the kind of dominant control that they've had in, in, in Georgia. And so what he, that's when he started his active voter suppression. Um, so Georgia has been competitive for years, for a decade now, right? But if every year you're throwing people off the road, rolls, then you can, you can keep it uncompetitive for a little while. And so that's what he did. To give you a perfect example, I have been, so since Brian Kemp has been in office, I've been removed from the voter rolls every presidential election <laughs> Automatically. Even though you voted. Even though I vote. And I it, it, it tell you how wild it is. The way it happened, it happened three times, right? Like so so wow. so it happened with with both the Obama uh, elections mm-hmm. and then or excuse me, I'm sorry. I wasn't here during the first Obama election. It happened first with the with the uh the the midterm election. So mm-hmm. that would have been about t- 2010. And then it happened again in 2012 and then it happened again in 2016. And it happened the same way every time. I get a letter in the mail that says, we aren't able to verify your address. And so we are removing you from the voter roll. Well, if you can't verify my address, how could you send me a letter? There you go, right? But what they knew is, they, they knew, you know, they knew that if we throw X number of people off, only half of those people are going to go through the trouble to try to re-register. And if we make it so every time it took me three time attempts to get re-registered, which means that every time you saw less and less people, right? Every right, barrier right, right. is an act of suppression because how many people are going to see it through to the end if it takes three attempts to verify the thing that you knew from the beginning? Right. So that's been that's been my personal story this time around. Instead of being thrown off the rolls, they won't they keep finding a reason not to accept my request 
for ballot by vote by mail. And so, you know, first one is, okay, well, you can do it online. So you do it online. Uh-huh. They, uh, weeks later, when it's supposed to be there, it's not there. So then you do it again. Weeks later, when it's supposed to be there, it's not there. But it pushes us closer and closer to the election. So I just sent one in. Now, I've gotten two paper request forms, same forms I filled out online. But they sent me the request forms to fill out on paper. So I just sent one in last week. I'll check this week to see if it went in. If not, I have to send another one. But we're already right up against early voting, right? Like, and again, who's going to try three or four times to get registered Meanwhile, I miss the primary. Man, this, right? this, like, this makes no sense. That, I mean, that's that. So voter suppression is real, baby. It's very real, man. But but the state is competitive, and and, and Stacy's work. You know, I, I literally I was a part of the new voter project. They they pulled together some faith leaders back in I want to say this is 2014. Mm-hmm. Might have been before that, but they pulled together some faith leaders. And we went down we, to the Capitol and we took 85,000 voter registration forms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And when we took those 85,000, like, we carried them literally in these, in these baskets. We carried them into Brian Kemp's office. And when we carried them into his office, then what we did was we, um, we, we, they identified there were seven of them that had been incorrectly filled out. Brian Kemp threw out all 85,000 because of seven incorrectly filled out ballots. Now, here's the thing. It is against the law. I want to say both locally and federally, but I know it is federally, right? It is against the law to to tell someone how to fill out a voter registration form. If you're in if you if you're doing voter registration, you got to give them the opportunity to fill it out. You got to give them the opportunity to look it over again. Mm -hmm. But you can't tell them, hey, you missed lines 10. That's illegal. Right. And so if they don't sign it, they just didn't sign it. Right. If you Mm -hmm. get caught selling them, hey, you didn't sign it, you need to go back and sign it. You'll get you'll get your right to be a voter register uh, register person. You'll, you'll get the, you get that taken away from you, or you know they'll bring you up on legal charges. So so we identified the seven, which was what we it was we knew that that was there, but we knew it was illegal to tell the person filling out. But we we told the Secretary of State so they know. Hey, you need to pull these seven. These seven aren't going to pass muster. Mm. He used it as an excuse not to accept the 85,000. So this is the work he's been doing. He's been doing this work to keep Georgia from being competitive. But now, you know, the years have just caught up with him. But even in the midst of that, the work that Stacey Abrams has done has still kept this state moving to, like, I think we read somewhere around 2%. Uh, uh, possibilities. She put in 2016, she put over a million new voters in play. Wow. That's how you know something was sh- shady happened in 2016. Because wow. there was no, pos- first off, there weren't uh, over a million Republicans just sitting around not voting. Right. Right? Like, so we know that, right? No one knew that she was going to put over a million new people in play. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like they had an extra million uh-huh. and a half uh-huh. in their uh-huh. back pocket. Right. Yeah. So we know that, that. And the other thing is, the other thing is that, that you know, they, they were able, when, you, when you're both in the game mm-hmm. and you're the referee, because Brian Kemp ran, was running for governor and he was secretary of state, and you got... Everybody that, that's, that's, that's running your little precincts are answerable to you. 
Mm-hmm. So you got that whole good old boys network right, right, and right. you're sending out equipment without 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 a uh, uh, power cords and you're sending and you're sending out emails telling folk, hey, don't put all the equipment out there. Now, right? now, you know, you know, uh, our, our podcast gets get some pretty wide listenership. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some people going, come on, man, that that that's not <laughs> happening. That's that's not that's not real. Right. You know, that's out there. What do you like? How do y'all handle the critics of like what you represent as far as the black community, west side of uh, of ATL, Chocolate City, right? Saying we know the suppression is real. Listen, I, you know this idea that something is beyond America is ridiculous to me. This is a country that literally shed more blood to keep people enslaved. Mm-hmm. Then they sacrificed in every other war leading up to the Civil War and coming from the Civil War combined. Right. Like there is nothing beyond America when it comes to trying to to inculcate racism and inequity in all its forms. Right. Like there is nothing America has never done. The United States is the only country that's ever detonated a nuclear bomb on any other group of people. Right. Right. The United States literally like if we I heard uh, uh, who was it? Um, um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Black man does late night. Um, Larry Wilmore. Uh Larry said said the other day in an interview, he said the horrors of enslavement are such that if they, they are so brutal that you couldn't show them on prime time. But most most of us don't believe, you know, like we, right, you know, I mean, right. it, you know, it's, you know, you, that's why you have a Kanye who can sit out here and talk crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. But we've seen it all. We've seen it all. We've we've seen dogs and fire hoses. We've seen people. We've seen mobs show up. People standing proud in pictures for lynchings, right? Like, we've seen all this stuff. To act like folk won't hide ballots, that's just crazy. Right. Of course they hide ballots. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is, this is this ain't new. This is right? America. This is how it's been going. <laughs> it should be believable based on history. You know, somebody holding up a jar with, with jelly beans in it, telling you to count the, them, the jelly beans. Someone asking you what the preamble to the Constitution is when you're illiterate behind, can't even read the Constitution. Man, there is nothing past these folk. So, yeah, this, it's, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. And, and watch. It's all deny, deny, deny. And then when you get to it, it's like, well, I mean, you know, right? Like, we didn't think it would actually be. Mm-hmm. We got a con artist in, 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 in the White House mm-hmm. that everybody said couldn't win. Yeah. Well, so, so given, given that scenario, right, what would you say uh, to... Uh, not to Georgians, uh, obviously, right? But also to other folks around the country dealing with this kind of suppression. How, like, what would you what, what would you say to folks? You cannot be denied. You cannot be denied. I mean, that just has to be our determination, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 that which is set against us has purposed in its heart that it will do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. To, to maintain power 
to maintain the particular power arrangements that have them on top. That's what they have done. That's what they will always do. I mean, like even in the founding of this country, right? Like, like the, the, the goal wasn't to establish something truer or better. The goal was to change who was on top. George was making too much of a cut. These jokers wanted their peace. George was getting too much. And so that's why they rebel against George. Yeah, they used all that flowery language about liberty and truth and justice, but none of that mattered to them as, as beyond white male landowners, right? Like the, the handful of them that were there. It was actually a ploy. It was a game. You know, the, the, the poor people, poor white people, enslaved black people, poor black people and, and indigenous folk had gotten together and were beginning to, to start to say, listen, we ain't having this. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so part of, you know, I mean, even if you read a people's history of the United States, like, like poor white folk had started rolling up in rich white folks' houses in Boston and passing stuff out of their living rooms, out of their kitchens, passing food out of, out of the ice boxes in, in the house. Like, we gonna get ours. They were dealing with the fact that folk were rolling up. I grew up in D.C., so I grew up near a, uh, near a, 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 an armory. I don't know whether it was federally owned or owned by the city, but near the armory, right? Like, so back in the day, every city, every major city had an armory. This is where you kept your munitions, right? These jokers were rolling up in armory saying, oh, you ain't going to give us our due? We'll pass our guns to everybody and we'll see if you won't give us our due. So these folks had to figure out how to turn that energy towards their own purposes. So they said, you see those red coats over there? Go, go get them. Get the red coats. But this was never about changing anything, changing power dynamics. They have decided they're going to get theirs. We have to decide the very same thing. We will not be denied. Like, this was your vision. Your vision ain't good enough. So we done with chasing your vision. We done with participating in your vision. We're done with waiting for you. Listen, nothing's going to get better until the people in power are sat down. So we got to sit them down. I love that, bro. I love that. I love I, I love your answer. We will not be denied. We will it's not be on, denied. Right? It's so, on. Let's go. So, <laughs> so Matt, thank you. Uh, before we before we just so y'all know, uh, because of COVID restrictions, y'all know we're doing all of our interviews outside at a social distance. So y'all here in life. Of the ATL behind us. That's the so, ATL. That's uh, right. Folk out right. here on Sunday drives <laughs> with their Harleys. I ain't mad at them. Right. Get in. So, so before we sign off, um, we want you to let folks know how to get in touch with you. But you're also um, pr- very passionate about the idea of 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 patriarchy and yeah. what that means. Yeah. And you're about to do something with us around that. So, talk a little bit about that as we close. What? How, how does that relate to any of this? But then what are you doing and how can folks get become a part of it? Yeah. So so th- the idea is right. Like these power structures, whether they're racism, sexism, queer antagonism, they, they, they all these arrangements are all basically the same. Right. Like you end up with 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 a privileged group, people on top. And you end up with a marginalized group, people on the bottom. And, 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 and there's all this effort to maintain that same power dynamic. So what what I'm trying to do is to take this unlearned inequity and to break it down and say, hey, what does it mean if so the question I'm asking is 
what if we think of these inequities, these systems of inequity, these supremacist logics, what if we think of them as social addictions? Well, if we think of them as social addictions, what that means then is uh, that, that we have a process by which we handle addiction. And that process is usually uh, commonly known as like the 12-step process. So, so I'm taking that 12-step process, I'm adapting it to these social addictions, and then I'm hosting accountability groups where we tackle some of them. And so one of them we're going we're gonna to do is called Unlearned Sexism, where, where we're going to get together and start to tell the stories of how how this sexism is getting the best of us, how this patriarchy is getting the best of us, what practices we've learned to embody, what we need to let go of, and and, and, and holding space for folk to to unlearn it, to to walk in truth, to try on some different things, to, to see how they can show up in the world in more beautiful and just ways. And so this particular group, our first group is going to be just men. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're opening it up to about 25 folk, whoever can fit, however many we can fit on one Zoom screen there. And, uh, and, and we're asking folk to, uh, to sign up in the near future. So look out, look out for, for the pre-screening uh, uh, questionnaire. Uh, get it in so that we can figure out how we're going to go. And if we have enough interest, we'll start another group. I mean, that, that, that'll be fine. So, but we're looking to get started first here in October, on October 19th. And we're going to run every other Monday from that date for about six months and, uh, and, and see that's 12 meetings. And we'll see, what we, see, see, see how much we can grow together. That's good stuff, man. So look out for that uh, for Melvin Bray uh, and uh, through – our connections with United Methodists out in the Great Northwest area is going to present this this space, so uh, it should be good. All are welcome. All everybody is welcome. Mm-hmm. All so are welcome. thanks, brother, and Bruh, thanks for your time. It's good to have you here. Good to man. see you uh, here in the ATL. Yes. Um, this is Leroy Barber. Uh, this is the Sit Up Podcast. Sitting in the A. Let's begin. Let's begin. Life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.